Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. I was in Sydney preaching in a French church morning and night. Uh, he said, let's just go Holy Ghost. Let's just see what God does. And there was eight first-time salvations. There was a whole lot of healings. There was a lady uh, that after 30 years of trauma got set free. I was praying for healing and God said, the reason she's not well is because she's holding on to bitterness and unforgiveness. The second she lets go of that, she be healed. Uh, and so I said, you know what? I love you enough to tell you that you need to let go of whatever you're holding on to. She looked at me bright, you know, wide-eyed, and I said, I just feel like something's happened to you in your past, but God wants to set you free from it today. She started crying. I said, you know what I'm talking about? She said, yes, I do. I said, why don't you forgive them? She just started saying name after name. I forgive this person. I forgive this person. And then instantly she broke down. She fell out under the power of God. She got healed instantly. Her daughter that seen her mum go through trauma for 30 years got healed on the spot. She was carrying the trauma and the weight of and God just set them free. But I just want to show you really quickly a video of one of the testimonies of a healing last week. A rush of energy as soon as I stepped into the space and, and accepted the healing that I was going to do. I felt a rush of energy rush down my body and not only target my ankles, but I've had an ongoing bad knee for many years and I felt like a vibration occurring in that area and I've just been stomping my feet and just, I mean, the least pain I've felt for the entire time since I've had this injury. So, thank you, Come on, let's work this out. Do you know that, come on, can we give God a hand clap for that? We were right in the heart of the city. So this is down in Darlinghurst on Stanley Street, right in the heart of Sydney. Uh, and I spoke to him afterwards. I said, well, who are you? What do you do? He said, oh, I run a, I run a charity uh, down in the heart of the city. So this has been holding me back for so long. I said, all right, cool, man. God bless you. And he walked off. But as he's walking, like he's walking down the street holding his crutches. <laughs> and so he came into the meeting one way, but he left totally. And that's... That's who our God is. Yeah. You can't position yourself in the presence of God and not be touched of God. Yeah. As we just open ourselves up, for so many reasons, we close off. And we maybe it's protection, maybe it's, it's fear, maybe it's whatever, but we close off. Can I encourage you, every time you come into the presence of God, just open yourself up for what God has for you. Because I might be preaching one thing, but the Holy Spirit wants to reveal something else to you. Yeah. He wants to speak to you about that, that weight, that issue, that concern that you've had this week. And I just want to encourage you, uh, as, as Justin, and it was prophetic, he said, God's for you. Yeah. And sometimes we don't need the big message, the big revelation. We need to get the little seed. Yeah, and we need to plant the little seed, let yeah. the little seed germinate, take root and grow in our lives. Yeah. Uh, if you hear nothing else, but that God is for you, that's enough. That will sustain you. That will carry you. And and kind of that's the whole thought this morning. What's next? My my nephew, who's now doing screens for us, he did this and and we didn't ask him. We didn't give him a brief for us. But that picture, that's God to you. Your Heavenly Father walking alongside you, holding your... What are you going through right now? 
What do you? It may be exhilarating. It may be mountaintop. It may, but I don't know what to do next. He's, he's still got your hand. Yes. In, in in the highs and the lows and the in between, he's still got your hand. He won't let you go. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. And as as we're praying, as I was praying this morning, I felt like God said somebody's going to be freed from nightmares. There's somebody here, and you suffer. Uh, terrible nightmares, you clench your teeth, you wake up with pain in your jaw and pain through your neck. If that's you, just claim your healing this morning and you're going to be set free. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Who's ready for the word today? Yeah. All right, what's next? What's next? Yeah. What do we do next? Yeah. And that's, that's probably a perpetual and eternal question that we're always going to have. What's next? Even, even in our faith, even in Christianity, I, I came into church and I came into Christ and, and, and I got baptized or I got filled with the Holy Spirit and I've been doing what I'm doing for some time, for us, 28 years. For me, I've raised Catholic from birth 46 years. It's, what, what's, what's next? And God always has more. I want to encourage you that there's more in God. And, and I'm going to get to that because there's levels that we live at. We, we, are, we arrive at life in stages, but we do life in levels. And sometimes we can get stuck at a level in a stage. But God's, I don't want you stuck in life. I, I want you free to be able to journey forward to what I've called you to, to lead you into peace and to lead you into fulfillment. And can, don't get stuck where you're at. But the question is, what's next? We need to ask the question because it means that I'm thinking through. I'm not just content with or comfortable where I'm at. I want what's more. I want what's next. It says this in Mark 4, 35. I'm just going to do something. Just get a slightly better reading angle. On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, who said what? Jesus was speaking to his disciples. He said, let us cross over to the other side. Now, when they left the multitude, they took him along in a boat as he was. And other little boats were also there with him. And a great windstorm arose. The waves beat the boat so that it was already filmed and sinking. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. They woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? Have you ever felt like that? You called me out, God. I'm out here on the water. I'm in the middle of a storm. I wasn't in a storm before. I was on dry land. Now I'm in the middle of a storm. Don't you care? You ever done that? I've done that. Then he arose. He woke and said, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? Then he arose, rebuked the wind, said to the sea, Peace, be still. What I love about God is he always brings peace. He's a God of peace. He's a God that releases peace. If you're, if you're distressed at the moment, if you're anxious or you're nervous, do what Wally said and find yourself in the Word because you will receive peace. You'll receive the answers to the, to the issues that you're facing. You'll, things will come to you that you, you couldn't receive naturally, but by the Spirit they will, they will come to you. He arose, he rebuked the wind, he said, peace be still. When the wind ceased, there was a great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? That's a word for somebody today. Why are you so fearful? Don't be fearful. Fear not, for I am with you, says the Lord. Be anxious for nothing. Fear not. Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they, they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? This blows me out. Who can this? They've travelled with Jesus for some time. Can you imagine being a disciple? I'm the short, short like Jesus. We answered the call, man. 
like, like you came, we walked along. Some of us were by the sea, some of us were in, making tents, some of us were, were fishing you know, and, and bringing it out there. So you, you called all of us together, we're here. And then they're like, we've been following you everywhere. We, we just got fed a whole lot of people miraculously. You know, 20,000 people got fed from seven loaves, two fish. You've been teaching for days. We've traveled so far. We're now, we, we're getting in a boat. We're going to the, what's next? Life's like that sometimes. It's like, what's next? Where am I going? What does this look like? What does the journey look like? And if you've, you've ever asked yourself that question, it's okay. It's a good question to ask. And you might have asked it in many different ways. You might have asked it in anticipation because yeah. everything's going well. And you know, I'm excited. This is awesome. What's next? Or, or, or you might have asked it kind of in exasperation. I can't do this again. I can't go through this again. What's what's happening? I thought something else. I'm exhausted. What's next? Yeah. You might have even asked it in, in desperation. There's got to be more. Please tell me there's more. My life, I, I thought the dream was this. I thought about if we get married, and then we get the house, and then we get the dog, and then we get the more. And, oh my God, please tell me there's more than this. What's, what, what's next? Might even be in comparison. Look what they've got. Look, look what they're doing. Yeah. Look, look how they're favoured and blessed. It, it, what's next? Yeah. Wow. Jesus says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, give you a future. And I, don't despair. Don't despair. Where you are, God is with you. Where you are, the Father has you by the hand. And it doesn't matter if you're on a lake in a storm. It doesn't matter. See, because before this, they've been teaching and preaching and healing. And tra- and he goes, let us go to the other side. They're like, why? Jesus knows what's next. Yeah. Sometimes he calls us out from our place of comfort or convenience or where we are because he knows what's next. And it's like, but, but we don't need to. Yeah. We could stay here. He goes, yeah, but I don't want you to stay here. Church, God doesn't want us to stay here. Physically, yep. spiritually, emotionally. Right? God doesn't want you to stay with He didn't place you on this planet to realize who you are, to leave you where you are. He, he, he wants a revelation of who he is in your life to carry you forward towards the future that he has for you. And, and I don't want to be the same tomorrow than I am today. I'm not who I was 26 years ago when I got saved. But I'm not what God has called me to be in the end. Yeah. He wants me to grow. He wants me to press in. He wants me to, to do the hard yard so I can find him. Not to strive in life, but to strive to find myself in him. Amen? Yeah. So what has God got for us next? And, and like I said, we, we life happens to us in stages. Like, like a, a woman falling pregnant. She realizes she's pregnant. She, she falls pregnant. But then there's the first trimester and a second trimester and a third trimester. Then you birth a child. Things happen at different stages, but we live life on levels. And the devil wants to hold you and contain you and limit you in life, but God wants to set you free. And I love what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, in verse 8, it says, But we all, with an unveiled face, behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed. Everybody say, I'm being transformed. We need to be transformed. It says, into the same image from glory to glory, uh, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. And, and just as I've been thinking through this message, and then I thought, what's the key to the next level in life, or to breaking through, or to getting to the other side, or to finding myself where God wants me to be? And, and what I come back to is, it's always our language. 
it's, it's the, the key to breaking through, the key to getting to, to the, the destination is our language. Jesus said in the Gospels, it says, it is as you say it is. It is as you say it is. Mark eleven twenty four says, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Whatever things you ask for, when you believe that you receive them, what we declare will become. So wherever you find yourself right now, if you're not liking where you're at, change your language. Start speaking life. The Bible says life and death are in the power of the tongue. Choose life. Start speaking life, start speaking future, start speaking hope, start speaking breakthrough into your circumstance and watch what happens. Start getting those contracts instead of losing those contracts. Start seeing breakthrough in a relationship rather than staying stuck where you are. Start keep speaking towards. I'm full of health, I'm full of life. No sickness can stick to me. I'm a child of God. I'm filled with the Spirit of God. Because of the cross, I am healed. Because of His stripes, I'm separate. Start declaring and declaring and declaring and then walking by faith, the very thing you declare. You know, the Egyptians were set free, but they were still enslaved. The journey from Egypt to the Promised Land was meant to take 11 days, but it took 40 years. Why? Their language. They were grumbling. They were complaining. It would have been better if we stayed in Egypt as slaves. Look where you've brought us to. You know, we don't have food. We don't have this. We don't have that. Did you bring us out here today? They grumbled and complained and wandered for 40 years. I wonder how many years I've wasted wandering because I complained rather than speaking life over my circumstances rather than death. I wonder how many days have been wasted Thinking about things that God says, I've already got the answer to, just declare my word. Just step out in faith. Just open your mouth. And I said it a few weeks ago, God's word in your mouth is as powerful as God's word in his mouth. When he hovered over nothing and declared and something was, we can do the same thing in our lives. Because he says, it's it's better that I go. It's better that because I'm going to release to you the, the helper, the Holy Spirit to help you through life. You are filled with the Spirit of God. Start exercising your authority in life daily. Yeah. This has to be a daily habit, a daily routine. Where I get up and I agree. I love what George was saying. Come on, let's just amen this. Let's just amen this. Let's just. I'm going to see the victory. Amen. Yeah. I'm going to live blessed. Amen. Yeah. God is for me and not against me. Amen. Because amen says, "Let it be so." Yeah. God, I agree. I'm going to amen your word over my life. I'm not going to accept those contrary voices. I'm not going to accept what's pressing in on me. I'm not going to accept the darkness that's pushing in. I'm going to amen the word of God. I am the head, not the tail, above and not beneath. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm just going to amen what God says about my life. I'm going to amen that uh, all things are working together towards my good. They may not be good now, but they're working together. They're strengthening me. They're creating my capacity, my character, who I am, and I'm going to step into by faith. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'll take that today. Amen. 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 You know, as as we, they're somewhere doing something. What's next, God? I'm busy, man. And I'm doing connect group, and I'm, I'm looking after people. And I'm, what's next? Like, like we're going somewhere else. We're crossing over, but Jesus knew why they were crossing over. Jesus knew what was next, because that was chapter four. But in chapter five, we see it says when they arrived. Yeah. When they arrived. Sometimes we don't know what's next, but God does. 
He says, if you will just journey with me towards what is, you'll realize I've got this all under control. You'll realize the journey was for purpose. We're on mission. God wants us to do life on mission. Don't wander. Don't be pushed, pushed around by contrary winds. Do life on mission. Do life on purpose. Set parameters around your life. This is who I am as a child of God. This is what I do. This is what I'm committed to. This is what I believe. This is what I'm strengthened by. The things outside of that, in my peripheral, the things that want to take me off course, I'm not going to do those things because I know who I am and where I'm going and I'm with Jesus. A little side note, the storm didn't stop them. The very thing that was sent to take them off course and stop them getting to what was next didn't stop them. Because Jesus was with them. On the other side, there was a demonized man. On the other side of good was great. What's next? Great. The Bible says that the way of the righteous winds upwards. That God wants to take you on from glory to glory. Don't get stuck on the level of glory. He wants to take you from glory to glory, to glory. He wants your life to wind upwards. He wants your life to be enriched and blessed, even more so than it is today. And you might be walking blessed and walking favored and, and happy in what your, God has more for you today. And I, and I love this because the tormented man comes towards Jesus. He says, what do you want with me? Jesus didn't want anything from him. He wanted to get freedom to him. Sometimes we have to get to a storm to find ourselves in a place of freedom. Sometimes we have to get through a storm to see what God wants to achieve in and through our lives. If they didn't journey through a storm to get to what's next, see, so, so often we want to camp, we want to slow down, we want to stop, and we just want to accept, you know what, if this is as good as it gets, well, I can probably get comfortable with this being as good as it gets. Don't camp, don't settle, God has more. Yeah. And the amazing thing I love about this story is Jesus left the multitude and said, here's he was teaching the multitudes. He was feeding the multitudes. He was bringing miracles to the multitude. He left the multitudes and he said, let's go over to the other side. doesn't say about any, anything about the other boats. and so It just says that when they arrived, a man got set free. Jesus left the multitude for the one because the one matters to God. Yeah. Your life matters to God. Yeah. Our lives matter to God. And God heard the cry of a heart. No matter where we find, God hears the cry of our hearts. Cry out to God. He hears you. He loves you. He's for you, not against you. He, he wants the real you. He wants to feel what you feel. He, wants, he doesn't want the super saint, the super Christian or whatever, because the reality is we're all messed up. Yeah. We're all messed up. We're born of a sinful nature into a corrupt world, saved by grace. Cry out to God and let God be sufficient, be enough. It says, my grace is sufficient for you. Let God fill the gaps. Don't do the heavy lifting. Like I said, let God carry you. And the cool thing is, like unlike any other religion, we have a God is with us in our pain, our turmoil, our dysfunction, and our sin. We have a God that remains with us. Closer than a brother. That will never leave us nor for It's okay. Don't give up. Don't give in where you're at. Keep walking forward. I love what David said in Psalm 139, verse 7. He goes, where can I go from your spirit? Or where could I flee from your presence? 
If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there you shall lead me. Even the night shall not be light, shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you. But the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. God is with you. Sometimes I've got to walk through a fiery furnace to realize that God's with me. You know the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego thrown into a fire, heated seven times hotter than it had ever been heated before, and then the king jumps from his seat and says, what is this? We threw three men into that fire, but there seems to be the appearance of a fourth man. Come out. Jesus was with them in the middle of the trial, in the middle of the storm, in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of, I don't know what to do. This is impossible. God is in the middle of your impossibility. Right here, right now, I just want to stir faith. I preach the same message every week. I just do it a different way. I just want to stir faith. I just want you to live at capacity, above and beyond anything that would try and limit you and hold you back. But like Wally said, it's up to each of us to stir ourselves, to get energized, to go, you know what? I'm living on mission. I'm going to bless somebody else's life. I'm going to bring change and transformation to somebody else's world because I can't contain the Spirit of God. I can't contain the Word that's on the inside. I'm, I'm, I'm overflowing in love and grace and, and generosity because that's who I am because that's who my God is. I, I want to live life differently. I want to look at life differently than how everybody... We should look through the filter of the Word of God. Every day should be filtered through what does God's word say. The builder just came in and says this. The bank manager said that. The doctor said this. What does the word of God say? What does my God declare over my life? Amen? And this is, I'm sorry, Amanda, you're not following because none of it's in my notes, but that's okay. Um, You know, let's, God wants to deliver you, take you to another level. First, let us cross over to the other side. I guess the first thing I want to highlight is God will always make you aware of another side. Right now, there's another side to where you are. Right now, there's breakthrough. It may not look like it in your current circumstance, but Jesus wants to journey with you to the other side. And life doesn't have to remain the same. And what I love here is, let us cross over. Jesus isn't leaving you to leave you. He says, let us cross over. He will be with you. He is faithful to the journey. He is faithful to your life. And, And Jesus... Uh, wants you to see what's next but he also wants you to see the other side the other side of despair the other side of addiction the other side of divorce the other side of failure the other side of sin he wants you to see that and experience it with him seeing this you've got to leave the multitude behind it says they left the multitude behind to go over to see what was next sometimes I've got to leave popular opinion or general consensus. I've got to leave that to find out what's next. And as I said, God has something for you. And so often we live under what God has called us to rule over. And I want to come back to the power of your words. In Genesis 1.26, it says, Let us make man in our image. In the image of God, he created the male and female. He created them. It says, and go and have dominion. God wants you to live in dominion in life. And again, I want you to exercise your authority through your voice. You live in dominion because of what you say. Speak to your circumstances. Speak to your storm. Quiet, be still. When the enemy starts whispering in your ear, quiet, be still. Amen? Amen. Third thing is God cares. When we ask the question, God, don't you care? If you ask that question, he's all right with it. God's all right when you ask God, don't you care? 
of course I care because but where's your faith? Just give me a little bit. Just give me a little bit of faith. Give me muscle inside city. Give me something. I'll work with anything. Just give me something. You see, they won't give because they're going, who is this guy? We need to come to a, a revelation and a place where we understand who God is for us. Can I encourage you this week? Seek God for God. Not for what he can do for you, not from where he can leave it. Seek God for this God. God, reveal another aspect of who you are to me this week. I want to be blown away. I want to be changed. I want to see you like I've never seen you before. And I'm telling you, at that place you will find peace. Peace, be still. Peace, be still. I love that. Why would Jesus take them through a storm? He knew the storm was coming. He still said, let us go over. Jesus won't lead you around a storm. He'll lead you through a storm. Because he's more interested in you knowing who he is in your life than your comfort. I've had many flights. I've, I've come to land in the Sunshine Coast and after an hour of circling and taking me back to Brisbane, saying the storm's too great. We've got to, got to cruise around the storm. No, we're not going through the storm. We're going to go back. Jesus will never take you around the storm. He'll take you through the storm so that you realize who he is in your life. There is no storm, there's no demon, there's no devil in hell that can take you out when Jesus Christ is in your boat. When he's sitting next to you, when he's got a hold of your hand, there is nothing that will take you out. Amen? I've got a whole lot I could say, but I'm going to stop with this. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. What's next? Who knows? But it's good. And you might have to go through a storm to get there. But at the other side of whatever you face, getting towards what's next, you're walking to breakthroughs and freedom and peace and the touch of God. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.